to be a fence of protection all around us my god bless your name jesus don't you just feel like giving god some praise today you know we should just magnify the lord lift him up and exalt his name together uh, thank you for joining us on this 18th day of october 2020 and you are listening to sunday morning live that's sml if you go to iHeartRadio or spotify or if you just click or just Google SML and type inside the pages, uh, it will bring up our podcast through different medias. You know, and this is presented by Cornerstone Apostolic Church at 524 East Pasadena Street in the city of Pomona. You are inside the pages with Pastor Carl Henderson. Sunday worship begins at 8 a.m. Tuesday Bible study at 7 p.m. And on Thursday, Thursdays, Acts of the Holy Ghost. We believe the Bible is the word of God. How about you? We believe the Bible is the word of God. Therefore, I am faithful. I'm bold. I'm the church. We believe the best way to face opposition is by obedience to the word of God. Now, you know, I, I was thinking about that and and we're, we're going to go into uh, Kings, the second, the second book of Kings, but uh, the Bible tells us that Ahazah fell down through the, the, the lattice on his uh, the upper chamber and he became bedridden. And so instead of him going to God, he sent for uh, he sent his messengers down to Beelzebub, the God of Akron, to see if he would recover. But while his messengers were on their way there to be obedient to what the king has said, uh, they met Elijah. And Elijah, the Lord spoke to Elijah and said, ask him, isn't there a God in, well, what about, in Samaria? Why are you going to plan B? You know, when there is a plan A that has worked for everyone. And uh, as a result, the Bible said that uh, he was told, uh, he would never be healed. He was going to die upon his bed. You know, some of our situations would change immediately if we face opposition and obedience to the word of God rather than leaning or looking for another option. Let's keep our option and keep our minds open to what God has to say. If you miss any of the messages, if you missed any of the messages, then there are some messages that can you know, throughout this year that you want to hear that will encourage your soul, you know, because it's the word of God, please visit connectingtruth.org and click God on demand to access the archives. Now, there's a video on our website also that speaks louder than words. You need to watch it. You need to watch it. Um, and, and so we're going to go into the word of God this morning. And again, we're going to be in Second Kings about the second chapter, you know, and uh, right after this, let's worship the Lord some more. Let's, let's love him. Let's love the Lord. You know, and the thing about love is that you have to love God as you would anybody the way they want to be loved. And now God said, if you love me, keep my commandments. He told us that in loving our neighbors, love our neighbors as we love ourselves. So let's share some love this morning. With Jesus, falling in love with Jesus. 
let it all go. And just magnify the Lord. He has your best interests in mind. Never disconnected, never disconnected. Can you just imagine God listening to all of us singing and thinking about this? Jesus, there is no place I would rather be than in the love of God. Aren't you glad this morning to know Jesus and to know his love? Not only that, but to love him back. My God, man, because he first loved us. We just love the Lord. Listen, I want to talk to you this morning about the word of God. You know, that that's my favorite. My second favorite is technology, which I'm very much involved in. You know, but when, when it comes down to being excited about something, I'm excited about Jesus. He's my hero. Yes, he's my hero. He saved me. He saved me. And, you know, I, I don't want to wear, uh, I, I want to wear his insignia. Uh, I want his name, uh, you know, and the Bible said the whole, whole family in heaven and earth is named after him. And there's some, some gifts. See, not only... Uh, has God uh, blessed us to be in the family, but there are gifts that he has given to us, every man according as he will. And so, and so uh, God has given us these gifts according to his will, and, and we're supposed to use them. We're supposed to use these gifts. These gifts uh, loose things in heaven, and they loose things here on earth. And, and so the Lord say the same. We'll get back to that and talk more about that on another day. But this morning, I want to talk to you about being rapture ready. You know, we've been uh, carrying on and, you know, and excited about this particular subject because enough, uh, there's not enough said about being rapture ready. Now, uh, if you listen to uh, one and two, it explains to you that the word rapture is not in the Bible. And so when we talk about rapture, we're talking about being caught up. We're using it in that sense. 
And so uh, it's a familiar phrase. Uh, everyone, mo a lot of people are familiar with that. You know, we're not talking about euphoria. You know, if you've ever been uh, on drugs or anything like that or drunk and, you know, you had you reached a certain level of euphoria and that could, could be considered rapture too. But that's, uh, you caught up in that moment. But we're talking about being physically caught up. You know, you think about uh, um, uh, Star, Star Trek and, and so they get caught up, they get in it. And so, you know, uh, it, it's, that kind of paints a little picture. And I, I think someone, uh, Roddenberry read the Bible and, and saw where the saints are being, uh, the saints, the saints are being caught up. And, uh, and so you want to be ready to be caught up. Now, the Bible said that those that are, that will be caught up, they have, or, and those that have been caught up, they had the wherewithal. Now, no, you're not going to find the word wherewithal in the Bible, but it is a word that had was used. You know, I remember my mother uh, mentioning, saying the wherewithal, they had the wherewithal, you know, in, in whatever conversation in which she was indulged in at that time. Wherewithal is a noun and defined in most dictionary as funds or means required to accomplish a task or purpose. However, the dictionary leaves out the way wherewithal is most often, is used most often, which is to describe someone's intelligence, the ability, the togetherness, the awareness. In other words, personality traits that get things done. Do you have the personality traits to get things done? Now, someone should have said, I and mean, that's rhetorical, but someone should have said yes. Uh, and if you think about it, you know, you should be saying yes, because God has given you uh, a, a, a right mind. He's given you what all that you need. He's given you all that you have needed and that which you, which you will need, he will send at the time that you need it. So wherewithal is not just the resource such as money, because many people have money and they foolishly spend it. So that can't be wherewithal. Uh, people have energy and they, they take that energy and they use it in other stuff and support other things and, uh, and some other uh, undescribed means. You know, you get what I'm saying. But wherewithal, it is uh, definitive or best described as using common sense. Let's talk about common sense you know some things are common sense you can look up at the the vastness of the universe and realize that it wasn't you know it wasn't a big bang theory as science uh, may have described it now the word of god the bible said in the beginning god created the heavens and the earth and he spoke and when he spoke it may have caused a big bang and, and so I, I wasn't there neither were you but however the, the, the word of God, when God spoke, however it unfolded, that's what happened. And so common sense, common sense causes us to look around and see and understand that there is something much bigger or someone, and we're talking about God, much bigger than you and I. So big, so vast. The Bible said that the, the stars, the sky is hung as a curtain so that we cannot directly see into the kingdom. Oh, thank you, Lord. So let's go over into 2 Kings, the second chapter, uh, beginning at verse 1. And before we go there, Father, in the name of Jesus, Lord God, we, we thank you. Lord God, we want you to be a fence around us, protect us. You are our protection. You, matter of fact, you've given us your name which is above every name. And your name is a strong tower and we can run into it. You said the righteous can run into it and be safe. Lord God, and so we thank you. We thank you for placing a hedge round about us, Lord, that the enemy cannot touch us without permission from you. Lord God, we thank you right now, Lord, because we are, I'm in love with you. And Lord God, and we, we love you. We wanna love you the way you want to be loved. We want to honor you, respect you, and give you, uh, Lord God, the, the, what is worthy of your magistrate, Lord, the way you desire it to be done. Father, we pray and ask that you would help us to do that. 
Lead us and guide us. Direct our path, Lord. Lord Jesus, bless us even more to be faithful unto you, Lord. Lord, to keep our word that we have made, Lord God. If you help us, Lord God, if you help us to keep our vows, Lord God, it, it will be done. It will be so. Lord Jesus, we thank you right now, Lord. We ask these blessings in the mighty name of Jesus. Lord God, remember those that are listening near and far. Lord God, as your word is spoken, let it be an encouragement and source of strength, Lord God. You know the need of every individual, including me, in Jesus' name. Amen. Second King, Second Kings, Thousand Seabell. Let's go. Second Kings 2, 1 through 12, it says, And it came to pass when the Lord would take up would he would take up Elijah into heaven by a whirlwind that Elijah went with Elisha to Gilgal. And Elijah said unto Elisha, Terry here, wait here. I pray thee for the Lord has sent me to Bethel. And Elijah said unto him, as the Lord liveth and as thy, as thy soul liveth, I will not leave thee. So they went down to Bethel and Bethel means the house of God or house of Eli. Uh, so uh, they went down to Bethel. It was interesting that Elisha said, look, I'm not going anywhere. You're the man of God. I know God is with you. And so I'm going to stick by you. I, I, I'd like to encourage the saints. I like to encourage the believers that you need to stay in communication and stick close to your pastor. That you can't let your pastor get ahead and keep moving. And you sit stagnated while they go on. Uh, there's something you're going to miss out. You're going to miss out. And this is important. You're going to miss out. I believe it's over in Ephesians. You can correct me if I'm wrong. But it, it talks about how we should stay in communication with those that communicate good things and those that minister in the word of God. And so you ought to stay close to your pastor. I'm not saying bug your pastor. I'm not saying blow their phone up, sending them texts and, you know, and different messages because somebody sent you a message and said, send it to a thousand people. Don't do that stuff. Don't do it. Listen, but you need to stay in and you stay in contact by being faithful. When the church door is open, you should be there. You don't know what bless what blessing you're going to miss out on when you're not there. And you had the ability to arrive. You had the ability to arrive on time. You had the ability to do what was necessary to participate in the service of the Lord. You don't know what blessing that you're going to miss out on when you when you excuse yourself. When you excuse yourself, and so you want to be near the pastor. To hear the Bible said faith come by hearing and hearing that from the word of God. And how can they hear except they hear because the preacher is ministering the word. Now, preachers are ministering the word because and I pray that this uh, is you uh, because their lips are keeping knowledge because they're in the presence of God to hear what God has to say so that they can reiterate the message that they received, the message we received, the, the preacher and the message that the preacher receives, he applies it to his life, and then he regurgitates that message to God's people. You Bible students, note that Bethel is mentioned also in Genesis. Genesis, the 12th chapter, about the sixth verse, and Abraham passed through the land into the place of Sikkim, unto the plains of Morah and the Canaanites was there in the land and the Lord appeared unto Abram and said unto and said unto thy seed will I bless this land that the Lord is speaking to Abram I'm going to bless this land I'm going to bless your seed and I'm going to give them this land and they in there built he an altar unto the Lord who appeared unto him and he removed from thence and unto a mountain on the east of Bethel and pitch a tent. Having Bethel on now is on the west and half is on the east. And there he built an altar unto the Lord and called upon the name of the Lord. Abram uh, went or he had the wherewithal to build God and altar and call upon his name. You know, we ought to have some place in our homes 
where we can go and be secluded and call upon the name of the Lord. You know, when I was growing up, I remember they said, they would say, encourage the saints, go in the closet. Just take a moment and go in the closet, close the door. You know, we didn't have cell phones or, or anything. It was packed bell and all of that. But uh, uh, turn the ringer off. Go and just seclude yourself for a moment. Turn off everything. Go in the closet. Nobody find you. And just begin to pray and seek God. You didn't have to be in there for hours or anything. But just go in there for a moment and just have some me time. You and God, me time. Lord, this is our time. Let's talk for a moment. It, it may not be that you have words. You just, your presence is just there. Just being there means a lot. You don't have to use words. God knows the, knows the intent and he knows the message of the heart. But we have to be faithful in doing that. Listen. The third verse says, and the sons of the prophet that were uh, at Bethel came forth to Elijah and said unto him, knowest thou that the Lord will take thy master away from thy head today? And he said, yeah, yeah, I, I know, I, I know it, but hold your peace. Don't, don't, don't say anything. Uh, the Bible tells us that the sons of the prophets that were at Bethel, the ones that was at the house of God, uh, was aware that Elijah had a good relationship with God and they had fellowship. Elijah and God had fellowship. Others were aware of that. Somebody should be aware of your relationship with God and how your relationship with God means the world to you. It means more to you than anything else. Elijah had a good relationship with God. They had fellowship communication and was an agreement with one another. Now, this is going to mess with some folks because the Bible tells us in Amos 3 and 3, can two walk together except they be agreed? A relationship with God is, is not like Burger King. You know, about 40 years ago, Burger King had a commercial that said, uh, uh, hold the pickles, hold the lettuce, special orders, don't upset us. All you got to do is have it your way. Uh, you know, God's not telling you to have it your way. He's giving us his word and his word is telling us exactly what he wants. It's not a have it your way moment when it comes down to your soul salvation. And when it comes down to living holy, W-H-O-L, uh, uh, unto the Lord, that holy, yes. Mm -hmm. And H-O-L-Y, there is no exception. There is no deviation from what God is looking for. We're to love the Lord with, our, with our, our whole heart and our whole being. You know, not have it our way where, you know, I'm going to go down a different path. And, and listen, listen, let me tell you. And, and God's not telling uh, everyone, uh, do, 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 do. I'm, I'm loving it. He's not telling everybody that. And, and so you need to understand that you need a good relationship and you have to, in order for two to walk together, you have to be in agreement. Now, either you're in agreement with God and you're walking with God or you're in agreement with the enemy. Now, the enemy don't mind. The enemy don't mind you going to church because the enemy, the devil goes to church, demons go to church. The, the devil don't mind. Now, discernment will, will drive them out. But the enemy don't mind if you leave and go to service as long as when you come out that you're still in agreement with them, that you're still in agreement with the enemy. You still go, when I, when I leave service, I'm still going to go and do the very thing that I know is against God. I, I'm, that means that I'm in agreement with them and God understands. That's the excuse that people use. And yes, he does understand. He understands that your heart is deceitful and wicked above everything and, and so it, it even deceives us if we're not if it wasn't for the word of god our own our own heart would deceive us you need to understand that we are in a warfare and this warfare is with uh, anointed chairs this warfare that is going on will cause your flesh to rise up against you you know we talked about lust on the other day and how lust is such a terror is an enemy because it wars against the soul and you need to be fortified in order for your soul not to lose the battle. The Bible tell us that, you know, uh, 
that Elijah had a good relationship, the kind of relationship that you and I are nurturing this morning. The fourth verse says, and Elijah said unto him, Elisha, tarry here. I pray thee for the Lord hath sent me to Jericho. And he said, as the Lord liveth and as thy soul liveth, I will not leave thee. So they came to Jericho. Jericho is known as a, a place of fairness. And so it, it was also known as a strong fortress, but not stronger than the presence of God. Now, you Bible students, uh, you would recall that the Bible tells us in Joshua, now Jericho was straightly shut up because of the children of Israel. And so none went out and none went in. They, they had massive walls. And the Lord said unto Joshua, see, I have given in, uh, into thy hands Jericho and the king thereof and the mighty man of valor. And ye shall compass the city, all ye men of war, and go round about the city once. And so every day that thou shalt do this six days and the, set, and the seven priests shall bear before the ark seven trumpets of round horns. In seven days it shall compass the city seven times and the priest shall blow the trumpet. And it shall come to pass that when they make a strong, a long blast with the ram's horn, and when ye hear the sound of the trumpet, all the people shall shout with a great shout, and the wall of the city shall fall flat, and the people shall ascend upon every man and straightway before him. The people of God were had the wherewithal to obey the instructions that God had given unto Joshua and Joshua had given unto the people and they obtained the victory. They marched around the city once every day, one time, just walked around. And I'm sure the people in Jericho, some of them looked at them and said, look at those fools. Look at them walking around the city and, and then they would just leave. But on the seventh day, they marched around the city seven times. I think by then the people, somebody realized that something terrible is going to happen. Certainly from the very beginning, I believe it was, uh, there was a young lady that was there that helped the spies that had come over from Israel. And, and I, I said a young lady so that you can go look it up, but helped the spies that, that came over from the city and her family was spared in the process. And so uh, that uh, they believe by the seventh day, I think the people were starting to feel a little, feel something. They were starting to feel a certain way because uh, now they've marched around seven times and it looked pretty serious that something was about to happen. And so the walls uh, came down according to the word of God. It doesn't matter how strong the enemy fortress might seem. It doesn't matter how the situation might look. When God gives instructions, then you need to follow the instructions that God has given and not deviate from them or you will not obtain the victory. Let me say that again. When God gives instructions and he tells you this is what needs to be done, you need to follow the instructions in order to obtain the victory. Now, if you don't follow the instructions and you, and you don't obtain the victory, don't blame God. Put the blame where it needs to be. And from that moment, begin to follow the instructions. Now, they would go to the prophet. They would go to the man of God and ask, and, and this include women too, because there were women prophets. There were women leaders. They would go to the leader and ask of the Lord. And God would give them what, mm, thank you, Lord. God would give them what should be done. Now, there are instances where the prophet spoke and he didn't say, this is what God has told me. However, God backed him up. I want you to let that resonate for a moment. God backed up what his prophet had said. The Bible tells us that the sons of the prophets that were at Jericho came to Elisha, fifth verse, and said unto him, knowest thou that the Lord will take thy master uh, from thy head today? And he answered and said, yeah, I know it, but hold your peace. Now the sons of the prophet were enjoying the aroma of God. They came out, they recognized Elijah had, was genuine in his walk with God. See, your walk has to be genuine. 
uh, everybody, everybody. Uh, it doesn't matter what title you have. Because some people have titles because a person gave it to them, not because God assigned it. And so what? no matter what title you have, you should honor the position and you should honor what has been established and be genuinely righteous, genuinely holy unto the Lord. Elisha was genuine in his walk with God. Elisha was up, uh, wasn't, oh, bless your Lord Jesus. Elisha's walk was not up and down. He wasn't up one moment and down the next. Oh, you know, I, I, my, the, 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 uh, oh. how you doing, Elisha? Well, you know, the dog, the dog ate my cat. But before my dog ate my cat, the cat ate the, the bird. And before the bird, uh, before the, the bird was eaten, he ate the fish. Listen, uh, Elisha was not up and down. It wasn't a sad, sad song. It wasn't that. And so he realized, Elijah realized and understood God appreciates and works with consistency. Let me, God appreciates and God works with consistency. We have to be consistent. We're consistent in our natural lives. We're consistent, we're faithful, we go to work because we're going to get a check. Well, let me tell you, payday is coming after a while and you're not going to have anything to be paid. You're not going to have a reward if you're not uh, consistently in good fellowship and agreement with God. There's not going to be anything uh, to, to receive. And therefore, you will not. You are not rapture ready. Revelation 3, 15 and 16 said, I know thy works, that thou art neither hot, that thou art neither cold nor hot. I would that thou were cold or hot. Because then uh, thou art lukewarm, neither cold nor hot. I will spew thee out of my mouth. Like you and I, Elijah, gave God something to work with. You have to give God something to work with. He said, I bless those that hunger and thirst for righteousness. Give God something to work with. The sixth verse said, and Elijah said unto him, Terry, I pray thee, hear, for the Lord hath sent me to Jordan. And he said, as the Lord liveth, and as thy soul liveth, I will not leave thee. And they too went on. I'm going down to Jordan, but I'm going with you. I don't want to Bethel with you. I don't want to Jericho with you. I'm, you're not leaving me. Now. I'm going with you. And about and 50 men of the son of the prophets went and they stood afar off. And they too stood by Jordan. So the 50 of the sons of the prophets went, but yet they didn't complete. They didn't go all the way. Elijah and Elijah went all the way down to Jordan. And Elijah and Elijah went down to Jordan and the 50 believers that followed them stood afar off because they could not go any further. You have to understand everyone cannot enter into what God has stored up for you. The 50 of the prophets went as far as they could go. They was traveling in the permissive will of God. God allowed them to go that far. But when they reached a certain point, the divine will of God was in effect. God's permissive will allowed them to go to the edge and they had to stop. They may not have understood why they stood there. Well, man, why, why are we stopping? I don't know. Let's just wait here and see what happened. They didn't understand why they stood there and why they arrested so far off. It was because they were traveling in the permissive will of God rather than the divine will. The divine will and what God has stored up for Elisha uh, was about to take place. And so they could not go no further. I believe that if they would have went on down to Jordan, and this is just me, there's no, there's no written word that, that says this, this is me, this is Pastor Carl Henderson. But I just believe that if they would have went on down to Jordan 
and they would have observed what was, what was take, about to take place. They would have wanted to be partakers of that as well. But it was not time and it was not part of their assignment. And so they had to stop. They were obedient to the unction of the spirit of the Lord to stop and to stand afar off and watch from the distance. Some people cannot go with you all the way. What God has for you, they cannot enter in. And so therefore they will stop and they will watch from the distance and they will be able to say amen. They will be able to testify. It won't be a negative word, but they cannot enter in because it is not their destiny. Bless your name, Jesus. It was Elijah that took off his mantle. It was here hmm, where Elijah took off his mantle and he put his mantle together and he smote the waters of Jordan. And the Bible said they departed and, uh, and, and separated so that the two of them, Elisha and Elijah, crossed over on dry land. See, if everybody would have been there, they would have wanted to cross over on dry. But that's not that was not God's plan. And when they were gone over, that Elijah said unto Elisha, ask what you shall do, what I will do for thee before I am taken away from thee. Ask what you will. You've been with me all this time. We've ate together. When I stopped to go to sleep, you stopped and rested too. I believe that Elijah, he was so sensitive to, uh, to stand with the, the man of God that, he, uh, that when he heard the, the man of God get up, he felt it in his spirit and got up also. He was so in tune with the man of God that when uh, the man of God stopped to relieve himself, Elijah stopped and relieved himself also. He stayed in an uh, agreement and he stayed with observation to understand what the man of God, what Elijah was about to do. Uh, everybody was aware the atmosphere had changed. Something was going on and every place that he went, uh, the, the prophets, the sons of the prophets were saying that your master is about to leave here. He's about to be caught up and caught away. The Bible said that they went down to Jordan and that he smote the stream and they crossed over on dry ground. Elijah knew that the time was near. The atmosphere had changed and he could feel the turbulence and the rapidness of the change. But and uh, not only that, but his heart was ready. How about you? Are you ready right now? If the, we know that the atmosphere and we know that the beginning of sorrow, we see that the word of God is yet fulfilling. Let me be clear. It has not completely fulfilled. And so if you meet somebody that's unlearned, that's ignorant, and I don't mean that in a negative sense, but they don't understand and have not been taught well, they need to know that the word of God has not expired. We're yet living in the dispensation of grace. And we're yet moaning and groaning and waiting for the travail of the sons of God. They were yet waiting uh, to be in that place because it does not yet appear what we shall be. But we know when he appear, we shall be like him. Elijah knew that the time was near and that the atmosphere had changed. He was ready. He was his spiritual passport had been stamped. It had been validated. There was no confusion about who he was. There was no confusion about his sexuality. There was no confusion about his holiness. There was no confusion about his citizenship. There was no confusion about the picture on his passport. Now, I'm talking about his spiritual passport, but, but you understand what I'm saying if you have a natural one. And so the picture of him matched up on what was on his passport, his prince matched up and his soul, the soul that God gave him at birth matched up. There was no mistake about it, that he was Elijah and he was welcome to step on the chariot when it was time. The Bible said it came to pass as they went out, that they went on and as they talked 
Behold, there appeared a fire, a chariot of fire and horses of fire and parted them both. Listen, there's going to come a time that there's going to be a separation of those that believe and those that do not believe. There's going to be a separation where the Bible says that sheep's on my right and goats on my left. Somebody sung a song and said they'll never run together anymore. And Elijah went up by whirlwind into the heavens. The day is coming that we're going to be caught up as a whirlwind. Now we don't know, but we know that the Bible tells us this, that he's going to come like a thief in the night. Now, uh, in, uh, no one, huh, bless you, Lord Jesus. No one is present to tell us right now what that's going to feel like. No one is present to tell us right now if it's going to feel like a whirlwind. This is the way that it was described when Elijah saw it. Elijah had the wherewithal to be looking when Elijah was caught up. Do you have the wherewithal to be watching daily, to be watching when there's trouble in the land? to be watching when things are not going right at home, to be watching when things are all out of order. Oh, do you still watch or do you give up on your search? We must have the wherewithal to be watching and ready to be caught up. The Bible tells us in Matthews about the 24th chapter, watch therefore, and ye know not the hour that the Lord cometh. Blessed is his servant whom the Lord, when he cometh, shall find doing. Matthews 25 says, watch therefore, for ye know neither the day nor the hour wherewith the Son of Man cometh. The Bible tells us over in 2 Timothy about the fourth chapter. It says, wherewith there is laid up for me a crown of righteousness. Don't you know that there's a crown of righteousness laid up for those that are faithful, those that have the wherewithal to be obedient to the word of God, those that have the wherewithal to sanctify themselves, those that have the wherewithal to be to understand and know that we're just pilgrims passing through. He said, watch which the Lord, the righteous judge, to judge me at that day, and not only me, but unto all that love his appearing. Somebody don't love the message of a rapture. Somebody don't love the message of being caught up. Somebody want to hold on to this life. Mm. Not the life that God is talking about, but this life, the life of this world, the life of this moment. The life that, that I, I want to run out and do all that I want to do. I want to, oh, bless your Lord Jesus. Uh, listen, uh, let me just be for real with you. I, I want to go out uh, and I want to screw. I want to go out and I want to drink. I want to go out and I want to enjoy all the pleasures of this life. And I want to get caught up in it until I'm old, until I'm decrepit, until I can't do nothing else. And then I'm going to give my life to Christ. But let me tell you something. The devil is a liar because he'll take you out before any of that happens. He'll take you out after you have spent your life in sin. He'll take you out after you have dedicated yourself to all of the things that all of the mess, all of the stuff that you didn't get caught up in. And now you're starting to think about it. You're starting to think about the goodness of God. And the enemy will come in and take you out. Listen, you have to decide the earlier the better. You know, it's like uh, banking. Uh, the earlier, the better. The more money that you put up at an earlier age, the more you're going to have. Bless your Lord. And so you got to think about that. You got to lay up and store some riches for yourself in glory. Elijah, listen, those that love is appearing. Everybody don't love the appear. Uh, some people are struggling with the conversation of even talking about the coming of the Lord. You, you go to talk about and I'm talking about people that say they believe. Yeah, they believe. Mm. They believe, that, but they don't apply. See, it's different in applying and believing. The devil believes. The devil knows it for a fact. He's anointed, so don't get caught up in I'm anointed and I'm speaking. You better understand something. The devil knows how to communicate with God, too. You better understand something. The Bible tells us that, he, that him and demons, they can transform to look like angels of light. So you better understand, you got to get real with this. You need to have the wherewithal, the common sense to be for real. The Bible tells us that Enoch, Moses, and Elijah 
and those that died before Christ's crucifixion were transformed. Mm -hmm. They were transformed. Uh, yeah, they were transformed. You see on the Mount of Transfiguration, when they went up there with Jesus and the cloud came down and they looked, they saw Elijah and they saw Moses talking to, to the Lord. And uh, Peter said, oh, wait a minute, it's good that we was here. Uh, let's let's make a temple let, let's, and, and let's sacrifice. To, and and, uh, and, and they, then they got the message that no, 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 no. It's all about Jesus. It's all about Jesus. Those that had died, the Bible tells us in the 25th chapter, the 27th chapter, and the graves were open after the crucifixion. <clears throat> and the graves were open and the saints which slept arose and came out of the grave after his resurrection and went into the holy city and appeared unto many. You need to understand that. Huh. Romans 8 and 23 says, and not only they, but also ourselves, which have the first fruits of the spirit, even we ourselves grown within ourselves, waiting for the redemption, the wit, the redemption of our bodies. First Corinthians 15, 51 and 52 says, behold, I show you a mystery. We shall not all sleep, but we shall be changed in a moment and in the twinkling of an eye at the last trump for the trumpet shall sound and the dead in Christ shall arise, shall raise incorruptible and we shall be changed. You have to keep the, the wherewithal knowing that the Lord himself shall descend from heaven with a shout and with the voice of an archangel and with the trump of God and the dead in Christ shall rise first. Then we which are alive and remain shall be caught up together with them in the cloud to meet the Lord. Mm -hmm. There's a day that we're going to meet the Lord. We're going to meet him in the air. That's what we're looking for. We're going to meet the Lord in the air, and so shall we ever be with the Lord. 1 Thessalonians 4, 16, 7. We're going to ever be with the Lord. That's what I'm looking for. That's what the saints, that is what the saints of God is looking for. We're pilgrims. We're passing through. We, I enjoy all the luxuries and benefits that, that the Lord has blessed me to to receive through the laboring and working and, you know, and, and blessings and just as you. But I know that those are things. They don't take the place and they and certainly don't save my soul. That doesn't save my soul. What saves your soul is having the wherewithal to walk in obedience to his word. So you got to get to know his word. That's why it's good to be inside the pages. It's good to be inside the pages. You got to know his word, not to quote it to other people, but to apply it to yourself. And after you applied it to yourself, then you can share it. You can share it with someone else. You know, this is what I'm doing. This is, this is how I'm maintaining my sobriety. This is how I'm maintaining my abstinence. This is how I'm maintaining my relationship with God. This is how I'm maintaining and, stay, and, and, and restraining myself. I'm bringing my body into subjection because I know that I have a date. I have an appointment with God and that appointment is rapidly approaching. The Lord said, if I don't shorten the days, the very elect, might not be saved. And so I, I'm, 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 God is also concerned with the time. He's concerned with the time. We need to be aware of the time. We need to have the wherewithal of what God is saying and what God is doing. My God, I, I pray and I hope that something that's been said this morning that is that excites you, ignites you, that has you uh, just ready to go forward as you work, labor, whether you're on your way to work or maybe on your way to service as some of the states have opened up and churches are, are reopening, you know, and maintaining their social distance and applying themselves accordingly, uh, such as we are and will do. 
But listen, I want to encourage your heart. If you're out of the ark of safety, and I, I'm telling you, I'm so excited about Jesus right now. You know, I, I'm just I'm excited. The Lord just thank you, Jesus. Bless your name, Lord. You need to get an ark of safety. If you haven't had your sins remitted in Jesus' name, that's what you want to do. If you if you have not dedicated your life or you know or need to rededicate your life, do that. Make a, a final commitment unto the Lord and don't take it back. Don't change it. Don't change it. Father, we thank you for your goodness. We thank you for your grace. We thank you for your word that has been exhorted, Lord. We 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 come to a, a close of another service, Lord God, and uh, we we have actually. Lord God, we just want to thank you and on this day and ask that you would bless the listeners, Lord God, as they uh, grab hope, embrace your word, embrace what has been ministered this morning, those that, were, that are listening live, those that will hear it later, Lord God, we just ask that you would bless them in Jesus' name, Lord God, as they uh, make up in their minds to live holy unto you. In Jesus' name, we thank you. Amen and amen. <clears throat> Listen, I want you to know that on Wednesday, uh, this Wednesday uh, coming up, that I'm going to be doing a, a Praise Tabernacle Church has asked me to do a Zoom meeting. <clears throat> Excuse me, have to do a Zoom meeting. And so if you visit our, our website, that again, that's connectingtruth.org, there is a video camera icon. And if you click that icon, it will take you to the meeting. That's on October uh, 21st, Wednesday at 7 p.m. And so, you know, hope to see your faces there. Uh, until then, you know, just want, again, I'm telling you, I, I'm <clears throat> that, you know, want you to, to hold on, just be faithful to God, no matter what, no matter what's going on in your life. And so, again, this is Pastor Carl Henderson. I want you to know that all the music, things that uh, the, our praise leaders and, and artists and producers are uh, singing, are the, the rights belong to them. You know, let's support gospel music by visiting, you know, Googling songs and different, excuse me, and different artists and, um, you know, to support them. Again, this is Pastor Carl Henderson at 524 East Pasadena. Uh, street in the city of Pomona, if you're in the Southern California area, you know, we have room for you, your ministry, you know, again, this is a Bible-believing church. I hope to see you here or to see you there. Until then, be blessed and rest in the Lord.